It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. John Norman from Talk, Talk Sport is about to talk cricket on what we like to unofficially call swinging both ways. Good morning to you, sir. Oh, good morning to you. And uh, uh, yes, another beautiful morning here at the Mount. Well, the- obviously, with uh, the cyclone that was affecting New Zealand, is a far more important things than cricket. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're, uh, it's all cleared and uh, uh, we're ready for, uh, for another exciting day of Test cricket. So let's talk about attitude. Let's talk about the England attitude mm. in that first innings. 325 for nine declared. An unsurprising declaration for you? No, I was surprised. Um, I didn't see it coming. I was kind of rubbing my eyes a little bit up in the commentary box at the Mount, uh, at the Tauranga end, uh, when uh, Ollie Robinson started herring off the pitch because, of course, it uh, it wasn't him who was out. But uh, him and Jack Leach departed. Um, but Mike Atherton, former England captain, on commentary duty as part of the TalkSport coverage, said no, he, he didn't, uh, wasn't surprised at all. Um, and, of course, vindicated by the fact that New Zealand lost three wickets and should have actually lost four if uh, Zach Crawley hadn't dropped at Devon Conway. Then, you know, we, we could be looking at a three-day game, couldn't we? But um, but yet, yeah, this is how the England team... I mean, I'm not sure if you heard Ben Stokes at the toss. So, of course, Tim Southey won the toss, decided to bowl first. And when our uh, our reporter, Sam Ellard, spoke to Ben on the field, he said, well, what would you have done? And Ben Stokes said, well, I don't know. I was kind of just going to make it up as a, as a, you know, if I won. And that's just kind of where we are with this England cricket team these days. It's, uh, it's baffling, but it's also hugely entertaining. So... What are the purists saying about this new approach from the England Test team? Like, as you say, baffling, but hugely entertaining. Are you a purist or are you buying into what you have heard over and over again is Bazball? Well, I, one of the questions I asked on, uh, on air on day one was, you know, when, when were you converted? You know, when did you stop saying, oh, well, it's all going to come, you know, does it get, go disastrously wrong? Because that's kind of how it's been, you know. The first series was against New Zealand and England got past that. And then it was like, wow, they're not going to do it against Jasper Boomer and Mohamed Shami. And they did. And then it was, oh, they're not going to do it against Rabada and Nokia against the visiting South Africans. They did. And then it was like, oh, well, they're not going to be able to do it in Pakistan. They did. Now, I think everyone's bought into it. Um, there are moments, though. Joe Root's dismissal in the first innings. You know, I think that kind of polarises opinion. I think that uh, some people feel that it was an unnecessary risk and that he doesn't need to change his game. And I do believe that. That's kind of where I sit with it. But you can't argue with the results. And at the end of the day, I've been watching and reporting on the England cricket team for the last three or four, well, a long time, 10 years. But yeah. over the last three years, it's essentially been Joe Root against the world. Joe Root, Joe Root playing yeah. correctly and scoring hundreds and the rest of them falling, falling over in a heap. And so, you know, what would you rather have? Joe Root playing correctly and England losing or Joe Root reverse scooping uh, a, a fast bowler and picking out the lone slip fielder and departing cheaply, but England winning? Hey, so here's, here's something for me, because we know how critical uh, the British press can be. And if you start losing, they're going to hammer you and hang you out to dry. Do you believe it's a revolution for Test cricket that Brendan McCullum is trying to achieve here to say, 
if you, everybody buys into this one idea, this idea of, of a proper team environment and, and backing your own ability and willing to accept that sometime it's not going to work, do you think that is something that will go forward and other teams will look at? It's a really good question, and I, I'm not sure I know the answer. I think the publicly know. You know, Dean Elgar, the former South African test skipper, Temba Bavuma has been announced as, as his replacement uh, over in South Africa overnight. He was very sniffy about baseball. I can't quite see Gary Stead, um, uh, you know, <laughs> adopting similar kind of like tactics with, uh, with your New Zealand side. India are way too proud to follow anybody's lead. And uh, I think Australia are just eyeing up the ashes later this year, although they've got their own problems in India themselves. And, you know, Australia, the way Australia go about the cricket is, has always been different from England. So I, I don't think so, but who knows? Um, certainly not publicly. I don't think people are going to come out and go, yeah, we're going to follow England's lead here. But if it's successful... And if England continue to win games as frequently as they do, and crucially, if they win the Ashes this year, then uh, behind the scenes, and yeah, you may well see a, a very quiet revolution take place. And to be honest, the game might be better for it if it happens. Ah, now you opened the door there, didn't you, by saying the game might be better for it. Do you think prior to this, Test cricket was looking a little glum and, and turning people off? Well, yes, I think it can do. I, I mean, look, if you look at the game as a whole, um, you will always be able to pick out passages of play or decision-making decision on the field, which, you know, doesn't really bear scrutiny against some more exciting uh, sports. But then you flip it around and, you know, the, the, the game that we love um, you can more, you know, more than stand up um, along any other, any other sport. But, you know, these are changing times. I think really the question is, um, you know, it's, is, is Brendan McCullum and is this way of uh, playing, is it moving the game forward? Is it asking new questions? Is it, is it uh, making us rethink the format? And I think you have to answer, answer yes to all of that. Now, do you really want every single team to go out there and start bludgeoning the ball from day one and three-day tests? Well, no, you don't. But I think there's more to this England side than that. And if you looked at some of the successes that England have enjo enjoyed over the last 12 months, there have been periods of play where they've played proper test cricket. Um, you know, they've, they've realised that the, 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 the ball was dominating and the batters have responded accordingly. And then when it's come around to, you know, to, to trying to get back on the front foot, they've flicked a switch and they've gone there. So, you know, Baz Ball um, isn't quite, you know, the all singing, all dancing <laughs> style of cricket that maybe we, we suggest. There is nuance to it. Um, and you always want nuance yeah, I, you? In, in whatever you do. Com completely. I think the, the key word also for people looking at will be, is it a sustainable style of cricket? Well, it's sustainable if England are, only, are wrapping up wins inside three or four days. You know, it's, it's sustainable if England have got players coming into the side who perform immediately. And this, this is a key point which maybe isn't addressed enough. Now, I might mention the fact that I've been following a lot of England cricket. And, you know, when it comes to batting, I can't think of too many batters who've come into that side and flourished out, since Joe Root made his debut um, back in, what, 2012. Now, why is that? I would suggest it's not because of lack of technique or character or ticker or anything or the quality of the opposition. I think it's down to pressure. I think it's the pressure of the occasion of coming to bat for England. Now, since Brendan McCullum has come in, not only have England uh, performed extraordinarily well and seen an upturn in the fortunes of those players that were already in the side, 
they've seen players like Ben Duckett come in and succeed straight away. Um, they've seen um, players like Harry Brook come in and succeed straight away. And uh, they've seen existing players like Johnny Bairstow, whose test career looked uh, like it might be over on two or three occasions under Joe Root, come in and essentially play as well as he's ever played in any format ever. Um, added to that is, uh, you know, Ollie Pope um, and, of course, Joe Root himself, who might have... Might, people are kind of feeling that Joe Root's not doing so well under Stokes. He's still averaging 50. So, so what's happened is, is that the, suddenly the England setup is a much more relaxed place to be. Um, and if you look at some of the, the bowlers who've come in, Jamie Overton... Uh, Matthew Potts, uh, to name just two, Will Jacks. These guys have come in and immediately started performing on the uh, on the international uh, stage. So it is sustainable because England have got you know five or six fast bowlers ready to come in, and they've got oh well they've got four bowlers playing and then three, two or three to come in, and they've also got batters to come in. So um, everybody wants in to this side. It seemed at times under Joe Root, and it wasn't just his fault, you know, playing for England during the COVID years was incredibly uh, stressful and really damaging mentally. Um, But at times it seemed like everybody wanted out of the cricket team. And now it seems like everybody wants it. Yeah, we all want the golden ticket. You'd have to suggest, though, that the instrumental individual in all of this is actually not just Brendan McCullum, but Ben Stokes, and the relationship that whereby McCullum has allowed Ben Stokes to flourish as a leader, and that's rubbing off on everybody. Oh, without a doubt, I'm sure it would be quite as possible um, to achieve what Brendan McCullum has achieved without a captain like Ben Stokes. Who's, he's, um, he's just... I, mean, I can't think of too many uh, people who um, seem, to have, seem to have changed so quickly. Um, you know, Ben Stokes has faced some real hardship and some really difficult times in his life over the last couple of years. You know, I don't need to go through them. I think they're well documented. Yep. But the Ben Stokes that I see on the field now and I see walking around and, you know, it's one of the, the, the great things about life on tour. You get to mix with these guys, not, you know, not socially, but you see them <laughs> uh, here, here and there. And he just, from, from my perspective, he seems to be a man at peace with himself, at peace with the world, at peace with the balance and the importance, uh, you know, that he puts on cricket and its relationship with uh, the other parts of his life. And there's a kind of understanding there that, you know, this is how we're going to go about it. We're not going to change. And you either, you know, you basically, you know, you either, you either join us or you're left behind. Um, and, you know, he's, he doesn't really care one way or the other. It's, it's very refreshing to see. All right. We should probably talk about the test itself. Uh, when does it finish? I mean, the lead is 98 runs by England. They are currently at 79 for two. It's another fine day at the Bay Oval. Does this go all the way? To this? Is this a five-day or do you see it finishing early? I do, fin- I do see it finishing early. Um, and one thing I will say about New Zealand is that, is that they, have, they have fought all the way, you know, I don't think England batted particularly well in first innings. I'm not, and I don't, I certainly don't think that New Zealand have bowled well um, in either innings. I think New Zealand got a bit of a problem with Neil Wagner. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, two debutants, you know, it's, it's been yeah. tough for them. And, and essentially a spinner who doesn't, who doesn't bowl. That, the makeup of the side needs to be corrected for Wellington. Now, whether New Zealand go there 1 0 down or 1 0 up, um, I think. An England win is still favourite, but 
but they fought. You know, they fought all day yesterday, New Zealand. They were 83 for five. They were 180 off for seven. And they got within 19 runs of England's first inning score. And if you keep clinging on, if you keep doing the right things, you are going to have a period where you're going to have a chance. Um, you know, and they do have a chance. And if they can get wickets in this first session, you know, an inspired spell by Southie, a, a brilliant bit of fielding, um, then who knows? But I think what's more likely is with the makeup of your bowling attack being as it is, I struggle to see England getting bowled out. Um, um, so the decision will be, when do they declare? Because I imagine what will happen is, is that England will bat up until about 7 o'clock tonight. They'll have a lead of about 450 by that point. And then they're going to have a bowl. So, um, you know, that's going to be incredibly difficult for New Zealand's batters again. And so I imagine if that is the case, and that is how it pans out, you know, it's, could it be an England <laughs> wrapping up victory just after tea on day four? I think, it's, I think it's unlikely we're going to see a day five, that's for sure. Well, John Norman from TalkSport, I have thoroughly enjoyed your insight into the changing face of English Test cricket. Do me a favour, before you go to the ground today, take a walk along the main beach at Mount Monganui. It's very refreshing and peaceful. Oh, mate. Well, uh, I'm, you know, very, very familiar with these, uh, this part of the world. And I've been for uh, a run around the mount on, uh, on three occasions. My um, apartment mate, Neil Manthorpe, fantastic commentator, part of the Talk Sport team. Is, uh, he runs about five miles every day. So it's, uh, I'm actually like losing weight here, which is incredible. But <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, go that's a good a, thing. Well, it is a good thing. I went for a run down the down the bay as well. It's um, ah, it's just an absolutely beautiful spot. But New Zealand is kind of blessed with beautiful spots. Yeah, but we're doing it tough in certain areas, mate. Thanks so much for your time. Go well and uh, have a great call today. Yeah, thank you very much. Any time, and it's uh, it's lovely to speak to you. Thanks, mate. John Norman from Talk Sports, talking cricket, swinging both ways, <laughs> swinging both ways. Who gave it that name? Uh, courtesy of our good friends at PGG Rights and Turf, premium suppliers of turf seed and maintenance products to cricket grounds across New Zealand.